This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 734 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning Show, episode number 568. The Horse.com's digital editor, Michelle Anderson and Amy Oak, team up with the Hit'em Gang for a chat about foal pneumonia, just in time for those early spring foals. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. Spooky, tense, edgy, unfocused... If these words describe your horse, a calming supplement could make training easier and riding more fun. Trouble-free paste from Kentucky Performance Products is scientifically formulated to support proper nervous system function and help your horse maintain a more confident, focused, and relaxed disposition. Trouble-free contains a blend of ingredients that support your horse's normal nerve cell and muscle function and is available in a convenient 80cc oral dosing syringe containing two 40cc servings. Ask for trouble-free from Kentucky Performance Products at your local feed and supply store or go to www.kppusa.com. And now, on with today's tip. Well, howdy, Michelle. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Glenn. Good to have you back. It's, it's kind of like, you know, we were talking about socks earlier, Jamie. Well, this is kind of like, you know, uh, wearing a, a comfortable pair of socks today. Everybody's back in place on a first, for the first time in a week. It feels yeah, good. Finally. It feels good. <laughs> so I, I, have, I have to tell you guys, I'm living a little bit on the edge today. I Ooh. usually, I, I, Have you yeah, been drinking I, already? <laughs> it's very early here. It's 7 a.m. So, no, um. I I take what I do for you very seriously, right? You know that. Yeah, we know um, that, yeah. Yeah, and so I always, in my office, I always clear my space of um, my wandering pets so the dogs get kicked out so I don't have any, any hey, dog alarm. <laughs> <laughs> but today I have my co-pilot is my new puppy who is sitting right behind me. Oh, but Lord. He, <laughs> he hasn't barked yet, to- though. I haven't heard a bark out of him, so I think I think he's going to be good. So what is he? Tell us about your new puppy. He's he's a healer puppy, um, and he or a cattle dog. He's blue, and he came from a rescue um, that brought him up from California. Uh, we have a local rescue in Oregon that uh, the gal who runs it handles dogs for entertainment. And television, she goes down to California and she brings high-risk dogs out. And this little guy at 12 weeks old was on the kill list, and she brought him up um, because Aww. he was very shy and didn't let anyone touch him. And so he is my best friend now. He is—he's my buddy. <laughs> I'm so you proud so of you for getting too. a rescue dog. <laughs> I thought you would—I thought you'd like that, Jamie. I'm really, really happy with him. He's such a good little guy. It breaks my heart that dogs like this don't find homes oh my gosh i'm looking at his picture on your facebook page and he is one (laughs) colorful doggy isn't he handsome so yes and glenn knows i lost my my older male corgi right before christmas so i was pretty brokenhearted so 
So he's well, perked me up. But he promises to be a good boy. The other corgi is outside, though. <laughs> she, she can't make any, any such promises. Well, you know what? After the uh, years of my dogs barking on this radio show, I, I welcome your dog barking. So it takes the pressure off me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we try All to right, run a professional Ms. organization here, right? Bye. Yeah, okay, well, my dog's under my desk right now. So. Okay. We're the greyhounds don't bark. Then. I don't have that problem. She's never yeah. barked. So let's uh, let's get on to the topic at hand, and it looks like we're going to start off 2013 with some pneumonia talk. Yeah, yeah. So we have Dr. Stacy Oak on with us today, and she is one of our freelance writers for the horse. She does a lot of content for us for the print publication and for online. You know, one of the great things about the information that we provide is that a lot of it is produced by uh, vets like Stacy or Dr. Oak, <laughs> I know her as Stacy, um, and then it's also vetted by our board of, our editorial board of veterinarians uh, who look at everything that goes through. So is Stacy here with us? Yes, I am. She is. Hey, welcome Stacy. She's up in Canada. And Stacy, how long have you been writing for us? Because I don't even know that you predate me. <laughs> I started writing for the horse in 2007. Okay, so you've been at it for quite a while, and <laughs> and you produced this piece. It's in the January issue for everyone who's gotten their print copy. Mine just came in the mail, um, but it's about full pneumonia, um, and it has this baby on the front cover. But I want to start out because we're all kind of familiar with pneumonia in in humans. But what is pneumonia, Stacy, and the what term causes pneumonia it in just, horses? It really just refers to an infection of the lungs. So it's really a non-specific term, and it can be caused by viruses, bacteria, and even fungi. Okay. And so what what is causing it in horses usually? What do in we run horses, into? the most common cause would be viruses and bacteria, and in foals, rhodococcus equi and um, streptococcus would be the two most important causes of pneumonia. Okay. And then what are the clinical signs that we see in, in the horses that, that get pneumonia? A lot of it is, like you said, um, similar to humans, for example. And so when you get a cold, you've got a cough, you feel bad, you lose your appetite. Um, you know, foals, um, which you can see in the print edition of the magazine, they have this very thick, yellowish nasal discharge as well. Okay. And so is there any lethargy? Definitely lethargy. And, um, you know, in very young foals, they might not be nursing, which is concerning because they can lose weight quickly and become dehydrated. And uh, in most cases of pneumonia, you'd also have a fever. Okay. And so we usually um, are talking about pneumonia in foals. And adult horses can get pneumonia, correct? Absolutely. Okay. But this... Before we get off the what 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 they actually have, um, you know, I I had pneumonia really really bad once, and the, the coughing was incredible. Are, is there coughing in horses? Yep, they definitely do cough. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So what does what is that like a deep guttural cough that we'd be looking for? Because you know, like I have my horse when I'm warming him up, he'll kind of you know do the clearing of the lungs cough. Um, you know, it's a little yeah, bit of a it cough. would be, you know, it would sound a little bit similar to that, but, you know, this is a cough that just is going on and on and not resolving, and it's not, you know, just on, I mean, it could just be at, in the initial stages of the infection, it could be, you know, when the folds are, are running around and they get winded and, and out of breath, but then as it progresses, you know, they'd certainly be, co- be coughing even at rest and, and you know, 
constant or bouts of coughing. Well, we all know what that's like from listening to our spouse when they have a cold and getting into the coughing stage all night long in bed. We all know what that's like. If you don't stop coughing, I'm going to be screaming from the house. (laughs) Well, and and it's heartbreaking when our animals are coughing like that, too, because there's nothing... There's yeah, nothing worse, worse for our animals that have pneumonia than our spouses. I exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, husband, go go take a nap. <laughs> oh no. Um, but so we're talking specifically about foals. But why are foals more susceptible to pneumonia than an adult horse? Um, foals, when they're born, they um, their immune systems are not mature, and they don't have any antibodies, which help fight infections circulating in their blood, and. So they get these antibodies from the colostrum, which is the first milk from the mare. So foals that either didn't get enough or even if they did get enough, their immune system is just not mature enough to fight off infections from bacteria and viruses. Not all foals are going to develop pneumonia, but you know they're certainly more at risk than an average adult horse is if they're exposed to a disease-causing organism. Okay, and so that's part of the passive transfer of immunity right. from, from mare to foal. So we, once we have one baby that gets it, it seems like you know, farms get very concerned about it spreading among the rest of their herd. Is it highly contagious, or does it depend on what's causing it? It really depends on what is causing the pneumonia. So in the case of um, Rotococcus equi, um, that bacteria, it's in the soil pretty much on every single horse farm, but it's only in certain farms or in certain geographical areas that you have, you know, a group of foals that are, that are exposed to it and become infected. And it's, you know, how the foals, how quickly their immune system is maturing and the number of the bacteria that are in the dirt and in the soil, the kind of pasture, you know, is it a farm that has lots of mares and foals on it every year and the bacteria is, is building up in the environment. And so those are the foals that would be more at risk for developing pneumonia. Okay. And so I definitely want us to talk about how we treat it, but why don't we start, since you just described how it can be passed am- among all the babies, um, describe prevention. What can you do to prevent this from happening? Well, I... Um, did some digging, and these new guidelines have come out from the American College of Veterinary Internal Medicine, and it's a consensus statement. So they dig up all the literature that they can find on the topic, and in this case it was REQI, and they review the literature and they try to determine how strong the evidence is to um, make recommendations. And so their recommendations for prevention are, are pretty much... Um, non-existent (laughs) (laughs) because we don't know enough about the immune system of the foal and even, you know, why some foals get it and others don't when they've all been exposed. So preventing it is really difficult. Um, One thing that they do recommend is screening foals with ultrasound on farms that have had a problem with it in the past. And that would be an ultrasound of the lungs, correct? An ultrasound of the chest, yeah. And so you know, a foal can appear totally healthy, and yet when you ultrasound its chest and its lungs, you can see evidence of abscesses in the lungs, and even though they appear totally healthy. Now, the problem with this, though, is that if they're not ill, do you treat them or do you not? 
because there's no guarantee that fool is going to get sick, even if it has evidence of abscess on ultrasound. So because their body might fight it. That's exactly right. Okay. So if their immune system is developed enough, then they still have a chance that um, they can fight that off and they will be totally fine. Okay. So maybe antibiotics, maybe not. But right. once the clinical signs set in, then that's what? It. Then those are definitely the ones that you'd be wanting to treat sooner than later. Okay. And so besides uh, antibiotics, is there anything else supportive care-wise that, that yeah, your vet I might mean, recommend? Certainly keeping the, you know, the mares and foals of a similar age isolated from other foals is a good idea. I mean, they're just general management practices that are good for any type of infection control, not just rotococcus and not just pneumonia. And, you know, keeping the manure picked up because rotococcus loves living in manure and can divide very quickly. And so picking up manure and also um, if, you know, just really being on top of it. If you know you've had a problem in the past, then chances are it's not just going to go away on its own. Okay. Um, so when you were researching this article, uh, you talked to a couple different experts. What was something that you didn't know about rotococcus as a vet that you learned, or pneumonia in general, that you learned as you were working on this piece? Well, when I was speaking with uh, Dr. Noah Cohen at Texas A&M University, um, who's a total expert on this topic, unlike mm-hmm. me, but he said um, that ultrasound screening is a great tool and it really helps identify any fold that's at risk for developing pneumonia due to rotococcus equi. And so he estimated that only about 15 to 30 percent of the folds that have evidence of abscess in their lungs will actually go on to develop the pneumonia. So he is saying that some farms routinely treat any foal that has abscesses and that means that up to 60% of those foals do not need antibiotics. And so the problem with over-treating is that it's expensive, number one, and number two, they can develop diarrhea and they have adverse reactions to the antibiotics. And the third one, which is probably the most concerning at this point, is that um, antibiotic resistance is developing. And so there's evidence that these antibiotics are not working as well as they once were, which the problem with that is we have very few to no other choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is scary for the future. It's very scary. We don't have options to treat, treat, treat our animals. Well, Stacey, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about this topic um, and really enjoy the work that you do for us. And I want to point out to the audience that uh, if, you, if you want more information, you can read uh, Dr. Oak's article in the January issue. You can get that online at thehorse.com. You can subscribe to the digital edition. You can buy the single copy, however you want to do that. Uh, the article isn't available online, but we do have some other resources. There's a fact sheet on REQI. If you go to the free report section, that's a free download that you can print out and keep. It has clinical signs, and actually Stacy. Uh, wrote that as well. It has clinical signs and treatment options for our equi and then also some prevention tips. And then we have the end of this month on the 31st, we're doing an Ask the Vet Live on thehorse.com at 8 p.m. Eastern time on foaling and early full care. So we'll be touching on some of these issues 
during that as well. And people can go ahead and register for that event at thehorse.com. Coming up in about a week, registration will open for it, and then you can send in your questions as well. Michelle, thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Oka. It's good to meet you. Appreciate you being on. And Michelle, as always, uh, we, we appreciate you coming on every Wednesday. For sure. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Hey, good Michelle. luck with that puppy. Oh, yeah, okay, good thank luck. You. Give him give thank him a puppy you. toy. And now I'm totally paranoid about uh, about pneumonia on my horses. So I gotta go <laughs> clean my pastures and get some work done. Well, there you go. For more tips on horse health, you can stop by horsetipdaily.com and go to the category drop-down menu on the left of the page. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on horse health topics, tune in at horsesinthemorning.com for a daily fix of horse headlines, useful information, and fascinating interviews. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Ask for Kentucky Performance Products' new trouble-free calming paste at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can purchase it online at kppusa.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 